traitors to truth is now treason. And this is our 10th episode to Is This the Beginning of the End series. And I am Lennox and he is Dietrich. So the last episode we talked about global digital identification, like a microchip planted underneath the skin. We talked about how the WEF wants everyone to have a digital ID and it's pushing really hard to have this done before 2030, possibly even earlier. Now, everyone will be mandated to have it eventually in order to function in our society. Now, the Bible talks about a digital ID that is going to be mandated as well. Last week, we read two verses from Revelation 13 describing how no one will be able to buy or sell anything without this mark that's mentioned in the Bible. So the question is, is this global ID that the WEF and all countries are in such a hurry to implement the same as the mark of the beast? That's being talked about in Scripture in Revelation 13. Are these two things the same? In order to know, we must look closer at the Bible where it mentions this mark. If you wish to read it yourself, we will be summarizing and explaining Daniel 7 and Revelation 13. Feel free to read these at your leisure. But for time's sake, Dietrich and I want to summarize as simply as we can. We are not Bible scholars. I am. (laughs) So forgive us in our feeble attempts if we should get something slightly wrong because this topic is a very complex one. And I know I won't get anything wrong, but Dietrich might. (laughs) 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 Let's begin by summarizing Revelation 13 first. Now, the book of Revelation is full of symbolism. In this passage, the dragon refers to Satan, and the beast of the sea is the Antichrist, and the beast of the earth is the false prophet. So we're going to talk about the Antichrist, again described here as the beast of the sea. Now this first beast is described as coming from the sea. Now most interpreters see this as a reference to the Mediterranean, and that this person is a military or political leader with roots in that area. The description of this creature is peculiar, but it's entirely symbolic, which with each aspect representing part of that figure's power or character. So in this passage, the first thing it says is that this beast is described as having 10 horns and seven heads with royal crowns. Now, we're going to explain that a little bit more when we get to Daniel chapter 7. But it also says that this creature will have feet like a bear and mouth like a lion. Yeah, I'm married to somebody like that. Are you sure you're not the Antichrist? (laughs) (laughs) Watch it, buddy. (laughs) So, you know, when it's describing a mouth like a lion, basically think of it this way. If you're in Africa and you heard a lion roar, it would have your immediate attention, wouldn't it? Why? Because you knew there was a predator around. And that's what they're trying to paint the picture here that the antichrist is going to view its opponents as prey as somebody to be conquered now it says the dragon gave its power to this beast now satan gave this antichrist its authority over all people every tribe every country every language so in other words it's painting the picture that this is a global leader this isn't you know a guy who's the prince of some island this is a global figure he's running everything he's going to be empowered by satan to exert near unlimited power over the earth we also see from this that the whole world was amazed and yes that's our mascot smudge in the background smudge is saying hi to everybody if you hear her (laughs) so the whole earth is amazed and they followed it now people as we have seen through history especially with the covid thing going on they're easily deceived they will follow and do anything that leaders will tell them to do just look at how they were following the elf if you don't know who the elf is that's dr fauci no, doc- BFF. Yeah, thank you for correcting yourself, Dr. BFF. We're going to get ourselves censored now. <laughs> but it also says, and one other thing, it says it's the Antichrist will be blasphemous against God. Yeah, it will say things against God and it will wage war on God's people who are on the earth at that time, which means there's going to be some persecution and murder of Christians. 
And there's going to be an overt blasphemy against God. There's going to be a cult-like worship from the people because they're going to be deceived. And we don't know for sure who this Antichrist will be because it isn't really clear where this guy will come from. But some have speculated that because he claims to be the Messiah, he will be Jewish. But no one knows for sure. But we do know this. He will claim to be the Messiah. And he will achieve world domination for the sole purpose of destroying Israel and all the followers of Jesus Christ. Now, the other beast that's mentioned here is the beast from the earth. Now, that is a description of the false prophet. So if you're starting to get lost and you're thinking, all right, Dietrich, you're throwing too many things out there. The Antichrist, the false prophet, I'm lost. Think of it this way. The Antichrist is Batman. The false prophet is Robin. Batman's the main character. He's the one who's going to do all the stuff. He's the ruler. The false prophet is Robin. He's the one who's always pointing towards Batman. He's the one that's always pointing towards the Antichrist. So that's kind of an easier way to describe it. But here's how it describes the false prophet. It says he has two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. Now the second beast arises from the land. Some think this means that he comes from Israel. Now as with the first beast, the symbolic description suggests his role and characteristics. So in this case, this is mostly a spiritual and religious leader. This is a person that is most typically labeled as a false prophet. This person, he's able to perform supernatural feats because he's powered by Satan. It says he's going to do great signs. And one that is pointed out is he's going to draw fire down from heaven. And the Bible says specifically about this. It says this person deceives those who live on the earth because of these signs. His miracles are going to be so impressive. He's going to deceive billions. That's why it's important to be a Christian now, because you may think that you can overcome this deception and not be deceived because you know what the Bible teaches. But this person will have authority and power to deceive this person, this false prophet facilitates the worship of the beast, which means he will lead people to worship the Antichrist. This false prophet is also engaged in setting up this worldwide identification system known as the Mark of the Beast or 666. This person will also tell people somewhere, whether it's over in Israel, wherever this is, to make an image of this first beast, the Antichrist. So so everyone could worship it. And it clearly states in this passage, anyone who didn't worship the beast image will be put to death. And as we said before, the only ones refusing to take this mark will be Christians. And you will be unable to buy or sell anything. And many will be executed, as we know, we just read. I think for years, the church has suspected what the mark of the beast might be, you know, some kind of a chip. But now that we're hearing and we've been researching and and talking about the World Economic Forum and its rhetoric about this monitoring human beings under the skin, we know that this will be an implant of some kind, a microchip in your body. John, who is John as in Jesus' disciple John, he's the author of Revelation chapter 13. He calls on the saints in this way. He says for them to have wisdom, endurance, and faithfulness. So he's basically saying we've got tough times coming, especially for believers. So you might be asking, well, then why would I want to be a believer then? Because it's going to be far worse for unbelievers. These days are going to be so evil that God has said that he will shorten those days to help the followers of Christ survive. Plus, we know what happens after this. It's either eternity with God or eternity in hell without God. 
So this then asks the question, why would you want to support anyone who wants to have a global government? We are seeing quite clearly from the Bible's description of this time, it is nothing but evil, nothing but bad is happening. This guy turns into the worst tyrant. And if you're wondering who is supporting the global government, as we've been talking about in our series, there isn't one Democrat that I know that isn't supporting global government. I just got a, an email from a representative from one of the states, and he is all for these global organizations. And we know there will be Republicans that will be for this too. So let's turn to Daniel chapter 7. Now this coincides with Revelation 13, but it paints a clear picture of this global government forming and how the Antichrist rises to power. Now we're going to paraphrase it a bit, and then we're going to explain it. So Daniel is describing his vision that he had of four beasts. And he gets to the fourth one and he's just taken aback. He's shocked and alarmed by this beast. And this fourth beast is believed to be depicting the time frame in history where the Antichrist is around. He describes this final beast as the most dreadful being, the most terrifying, frightening, very powerful, vicious, annihilates its prey. And Daniel sees that this terrible beast has 10 horns. And as he's pondering the meaning of the horns, he sees a little horn begins to grow from the midst of the 10, right in the middle. And this little horn, he says, is quite unusual. And as it emerges, three of the original horns are plucked out by the roots. He also describes this little horn as having eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that spoke boastfully, meaning that this little horn will be an actual person. This little horn will be proud, will be boastful. And this person, this little horn, being the Antichrist, will rule up until the day of judgment. But it does say that this Antichrist or this beast was slain and its body thrown into the blazing fire at that point on the day of judgment. So that will be the end of the little horn. And because this little horn is ruling up until judgment day. So there it is. This global leader is ruling up until judgment day. So this is how we know there's going to be a global government. We know that this is the Antichrist that Revelation 13 is explaining. Now let's go a little bit into more detail about a couple of things. So we see the 10 horns. Now because horns are a symbol of strength and authority, scholars believe that these 10 horns signify a coalition of 10 world leaders. Now we're going to play audio from the World Global Summit that was held in March of 2022. The moderator posed a question to a panel of individuals and he says, what does a one world order look like to you? Why don't you listen to what this gentleman says in regards to this. I think you're going to see the evolution of regional organizations and the regional, because it's so hard to create a world order, I think you're going to see regional orders spring up and then you have links between regional orders, but they will be very much guided by economic interests, social interests, and also uh, security interests. Interesting, isn't it? Now here in Daniel 7, it discusses a kingdom with 10 kings or leaders. And this guy said, not one world order, but regional authorities setting up and working together. Sounds a lot like what Daniel 7 says. Now, in Daniel, where it states the little horn emerges from those 10 horns, really means that, hey, sounds like there's going to be an 11th king or leader 
that rises to power that's going to be different from the others. He's going to replace the three of the previous kings. So somehow this 11th king, who we believe to be the Antichrist, will wield his way to the top at the expense of three of those kings or leaders that's already in place. So when the Antichrist makes his move to the top, just like Revelation 13 says, this is what's going to happen. He's going to have global authority. He's going to rule the entire earth. He's going to be more powerful than the other existing kings that were still left. He's going to seek to control every aspect of life. I mean, think about it. If you can't buy and you can't sell without the mark of the beast, guess what? There is not much you can do. And then on top of all that, he's going to be blasphemous. He's going to be talking smack against God. (laughs) Smack. (laughs) Yeah, you're not from the 90s at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he also will demand to be worshipped. And here's where we learn for how long he's going to persecute God's people during this period. And we call this period a seven year period. The first three and a half years are going to be nice or peaceful anyway. Some point during the middle of that seven year reign, three and a half years into it, he's going to change. And that's where he's going to demand that everybody pay allegiance to him or the false prophet will one or the other. So he's going to exert this oppressive power over God. God's people the last three and a half years. But the good news is this, that God's authority will end his rule. I'm going to say that again. God's authority will end his power, his control. His violence against the church is only going to be temporary. And at that time, which is the final judgment day, the Antichrist power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever and Jesus will establish his kingdom. So the Antichrist is going to lose his war against God, and the reign of Christ will be eternal. Daniel 7.14 says this, and it's talking about Christ. It says, His, as in Christ's, rule will be an everlasting one. It will never pass away. His kingship is indestructible. Now, going back to the question at the beginning of our episode, will this global digital identity be the mark of the beast? Now, later statements in Revelation make it clear that the mark of the beast is not something that you can take by accident. Those who accept this mark are doing so, knowing that it means that they are worshiping the beast and they're rejecting God. So putting a microchip in your body does not seem to be the mark of the beast, but we need to ask this question. Do you want to put a microchip in your body? I know the case for myself and for Lennox is absolutely not. But notice what scripture says. It says in Revelation 13, 14, the false prophet told those who live on the earth to make an image for the beast who had been wounded by the sword yet came to life again. So for this to be the mark of the beast, some very specific things are going to have to happen. Number one, the Antichrist is going to be assassinated in some way, and then he will come back to life. And it will be said, you must worship the Antichrist. And the way you do that is by worshiping the image and taking the mark of the beast. So that's how we can tell the mark of the beast distinctly from a chip that we're told we have to be taking. You know, this verse is crucial to understanding what the mark of the beast is. And so next episode, we will talk just a little bit more about this verse and this image that's being set up. And we want to discuss some other things as well. Be sure to like us, traders. I don't like you, though. (laughs) I don't like you either. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully our traders like both of us, or at least one of us. (laughs) Or at least me. (laughs) No, me. (laughs) But anyway, be sure to like us, share, follow, tag. Tell others about us. Yeah. And make sure that you are talking about this topic in your daily conversations. Those who are spiritual don't do that. (laughs) 
Join us next episode to continue this conversation. Until Until next time, my fellow traders. traders.